stuff. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of The Usual Podcast. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. You totally dropped the entire intro. What do you mean? The podcast where we discussed... Oh, crap. I wasn't reading the thing. Okay. So, one more time. Uh, welcome to episode 46 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hello. And I will be your... Mm, here we go. Go ahead. I, was, I lost the word. Mm, well. Thanks, dude. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, you have... Right now I'm drinking a Diet Pepsi, but earlier I had a nice Widmere uh, Hefeweizen from the Widmere, Brother, Widmere, Widmere Brothers Brewery. That sounds about right. It, it was nice, actually. We had a little uh, pre-drinking recording yeah, session. Yeah, I, I also tried a little sample of uh, Triple Winter Ale. Oh, yeah. And Tell us about that. Seriously, it was like sucking on a pine tree. Okay. Well, as one does. And I had, what did I have? I had the Simtra... Uh, we posted on the Instagram. I, I'm not going to remember right now, but it was very nice. Uh, it, I've had it before. I think I featured it on the show before. But what I'm liking right now is last year, last year, Sierra Nevada did their band camp. They do it once a year. Right. It's their seasonal deal. They do it for 52 weeks. Uh, 52 weeks. They do not do it for 52 weeks. They do it uh, for a chunk of time. And this year, they're doing a tropical IPA. Interesting. It's quite lovely. And that's what I'm drinking currently. By tropical, does that mean like banana flavorings or no, coconut? No, 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 no. It's a uh, lighter, okay, but it's also very hoppy still. Um, but it does have some notes of like you know a little citrus and stuff like that. It's nice. Yeah, it's just so something you could uh, be drinking on a beach. Are we not on a beach? You know what, dude? We could literally be on a beach in about fifteen minutes, we could. max. But it sounds like a lot of work. It's dark. I mean, right now we have flood warnings. Oh, look! I mean, the waves are pretty high. I heard the waves like crazy this morning. We live on the coast. Yeah, seriously, I was uh, taking the bus to uh, bus home last night. Yeah. And I could just see him crashing up against the bluffs. No, it's gnarly. Uh, but anyway, that's a weird side note. Uh, before we get started, maybe? Yes. Uh, you. Can... <laughs> this is going to be one of those shows, folks. Let me tell you. Can I precursor? Precursor, okay, go ahead. So here's the deal. I, you know, a few days. It's January. We're back to work. I'm, I'm back to work. I've decided to do my little, I'm going to lose some weight in the beginning of the year, eat a little better. The upshot of this is you're not drinking alcohol the, as much. The only, here's the deal. The only, <laughs> I don't even eat that bad. The only thing I need to do is drink less, which is fine. I just like beer. So I'm drinking a little less. I haven't drank in four days. So I'm, I'm having a nice time. Having a good time. So we're going to move on. Moving on. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and of course, Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Let's just say Google Play. Uh, so take the time to give us a positive rating on uh, on all those things. And rate us on all the other social medias. And we're out there. We do those things. We are. And actually, I, I, over the last few weeks, I've talked about, uh, you know, all the posters have been released for like Deadpool and Indeed. images from Civil War and all that stuff. I've posted all that to Facebook. So, Facebook, or Pinterest. Pinterest. I mean, look, I'm not a Pinterest guy, but if you're a Pinterest person, 
even if you're not, I mean, of course, every time I, every time I text him a photo of something that he would like off of Pinterest, he goes, Oh, that's awesome. Like I found it on Pinterest. Yeah. Well, look, I have too many social medias, but that said, we did get another rating, my friend. We did. And look, streak is still alive. Five stars. Woohoo. Go us. So anyway, thank you for whoever did that. It didn't say, but thank you for doing that. And anybody else that wants to give us a five star rating, please do. And of course, we have the timestamps in the show notes for our non Swartor fans. We don't have much Swartor, but we're, we're chat for a little bit. Um, hopefully this show won't be as long as the last couple. Yeah, there's actually not a ton of news in any of the stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, we have a lot of pop culture news, but we're going to be doing a real reviews. Yeah. Later in the week. So. And we'll have a comic uh, one shot coming too. Yeah. Soon. Um, the problem is, is I like to talk. And sometimes, and like, look, I'm just, He loves to talk. I talk for a living. And here we go. So, patreon.com slash usual podcast. I want to say thanks to all our patrons, of course. Yes, thank and you very much. We are really trying to get there. And here's the deal. I have bad news. I'm going to put this in the front of the show. Can I put the front of the show? Yeah, we got bad news today. Oh, God. And look, I don't like, I want to start with the bad news. This is what people do, right? They say, you know, I have good news and bad news. And what does everybody want first? The bad news. Yes. Right? Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Pull off the band-aid. Is that bad news? We have been denied press passes for San Diego Comic Con. Yes. And if you would like to file a complaint. <laughs> oh, yes. Please send that to the proper channels. But the point is, is, uh, we're still going, of course. Uh, I have, you know, in pre-reg, I bought Thursday and Sunday badges. Uh, open registrations coming soon. The only reason I'm putting this in the front of the show notes or in the front of the show is because I would like to link this to Patreon. So if you want to see us thrive and have great content that is exclusive to Comic-Con. Yeah. I mean, look, which will include our fellow podcasters and exclusive events and whatnot. Absolutely. So I'm going to add another on the fly incentive here. We always do our $10 an episode, blah, 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 blah. If you do that for a while to help us, that will literally get us to Comic-Con, um, hotels, all that, all the major expenses, expenses that go along with that. So my thing with this is if you're one of those guys, uh, we know some people. Look, we don't know a lot of people, but we know some people. We will bring you back epicness from San Diego Comic Con. You'll get some swag. Yeah. I mean, help us out. Ten bucks an episode, a dollar an episode. Look, if you think we're worth a dollar, I'm just kidding. If you think, if you want to help us out to get to San Diego Comic Con, that'd be awesome. You know, I don't want to, I'm not begging you for money, but help us out. It'd be great. Yes. I love it. And you'll love the swag. Swag oh. is good. And, and it won't be just the free stuff either. We know some people. We'll get some signed stuff for you. Um, I know a couple of artists and a couple of uh, other folks that could hook us up. Yeah, we've got a couple couple of ins, yeah, as well, they say in the well, business. We didn't get an in-in because we don't have press passes, but, I mean, we'll do our best. Yeah. On a more positive note, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Help the show out that way as well. If you would like to try the, I would just, I'm going to say it again, the Force Awakens audiobook. Check that out. Do that. Let us know what you think, and I, th- I would like to come back and talk about that after you explore that a little bit. Yeah, I'm really going to try to do that this week. Um, I just haven't been able to fit it in. Mm-hmm. It's been a busy week, man. So um, are we are we done begging for money? We're done begging for money. Are you sure? Because it's been fun. I like begging for money, and while I look for the proper file to do the other thing I'm going to do. I could always, uh, little scheme. Plug your ears. I can always work the corner for nickels. Oh, here we go. <laughs> now I got to cut something. I was really trying to limit my editing right now. Sorry, dude. Oh, little something skin. for the blooper show. Little skin, little skin. So next week, uh, speaking of John Skin, because I, I like to plug him whenever possible because he's a nice guy. Um, I will be featuring one of the other beers you gave me next week. Promise. Word. Promise. 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 All right, let's get to uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. 
stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Alright, I will actually say that I have now gotten four tunes four. to episode to the first episode. Yeah. So to uh be able to meet the the to Valcorion. Valcorion. And I have yet to kneel. Well, well I mean why? Well because the characters that it turns out I've chosen to take are either grey or light side. And so I've but heard, I mean But I've the next one I'm taking there is dark side, so we'll see what kneeling's all about. That's fine. Kneeling's the best way to go, but here's the deal. Uh I have only taken the one tune still. I can't, I don't have that kind of time. I can't do it. And, and I think this is part, I mean, I don't want to get into beefs already because we're already starting on a negative note, but I, I honestly think that, um, part of it is that I'm not compelled to do it with other characters. It's, it's, it's a, it's too much of a grind when it gets the alliance system on more than one character. I think getting through the episodes is almost a grind, but the alliance itself I'm fine with. Hmm. Because once you get to the alliances, you can ship those. No, but what I'm saying is I would never parcels back. I would forth. never do all my alliance stuff on multiple characters. Yeah, I'm see, I'm just kind of that way. I'm not that way. Anyway, here we are, Star Wars: The Old Republic section. Um, so my community shoutouts this week: uh, Passionate Casual, Episode 12, dropped today. They interviewed Nikki Bloom from or Blum, eh, whatever, uh, from the 501st Legion, uh, which was really cool. Uh, <laughs> so I have to tell you this: we always get a shoutout. From them, they were talking about Wog, talking about what the guild was doing. Right. Uh, and, uh, some, they talked about somebody falling in some lava, aggroing some, um, some lava beasts. That, that couldn't be Edge at all, could it? No, it was you. Remember, you fell down the thing and I went after you and then you aggroed some things. Apparently, Redna put up a video and I missed it, but there was a video. Remember, you fell down the thing. This was after, this was, this wasn't my lava bath. This was you falling in the dealie and then I was trying to save you and then. Yeah, well, this you, was, this then, was the same run as the lava bath. Yes, no, it was. But you had already, and I, I went down to the lava yeah. bath to try to pull people up. Yeah, well, no, I fell down. Yeah. I think she missed this part. I fell down, but then you fell down. Yeah. But then, anyway. Oh yeah, and then I just got tagged because everyone else got saved and I'm just down on this little cliff. Yeah, that's what happened. So Wog is coming back. Wog it up. <laughs> and we're getting excited about that. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes. But anyway, uh, definitely check that out. Um, Passionate Casual JT is out for a couple weeks. So she had yeah, I a heard about special that. guest. So, um, which was, which was great. I loved it. Um, I didn't quite finish it yet. I'm like 20 minutes out, but eh, I did my best. You're welcome, Jesse. Um, uh, <laughs> Run Radio episode 158, the end of the year podcast, which we talked about last week, but it wasn't posted yet. And it is posted now. And it's our shenanigans and our technical difficulties and all that. Uh, your technical difficulties. Well, look, I mean, look, man, the, the bottom line is we were on the show and check it out. It'd be fun. Yes, it was a good episode. A lot of uh, BSing going on while we're waiting for Marshall to get back and, online. And somewhere to talk about pineapples. And uh, I'm not going to I didn't that. understand the pineapple well, thing. Let's not dig too deep into that because I think it's one of those things. Anyway, so we can game. What'd you do, buddy? I created my first instance 60. Hmm. How was that? It was cool because, uh, it, it some of the listeners we have know, I've been creating some minor characters that are based on the saga. Oh, we all know that. Yeah, well, I created a Lando character, and it looks just like Lando, and it's a smuggler. Hold on a second. Uh, is he black? Yes. Continue. And he's got a mustache. He's oh, got the... Sick, dude. Does the, he have a little cape? Uh, he, doesn't have a cape. Cape. he doesn't have a cape yet, but uh-huh. I will eventually get him a cape, and I will try to find some light blue... Okay. 
dye to put on them and everything. I'm gonna make them all look all Cloud City. Yeah, talk to me when you get when he gets the cape. Yeah, but he's got the the weird feathered fro looking thing. <laughs> Is that that short one with the little in the front? No, it's not. It's not that bad. It's kind of. That's uh, a technical I, term for it. The, the, f- the front. Up front. No, yeah. You, you'll. Yeah, you'll just have to see it. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, so I created my first instance sixty. Um, and basically, the reason why I chose to do Lando is because I I was going to create my instance sixty because I wanted to be able to unlock storage completely on the character, so yeah. I could put all of my excess mats on him. Makes sense. And I'm like, okay, well, I need a character from the saga that could get you anything. <laughs> and that's Lando. And that's Lando. So Lando is my supplier. That's nice. And my fencer, I guess you could say. So that's pretty much what I did this week. I did. I mean, I did some heroics and. Yeah, that's pretty much all I did. I I didn't log in much. Uh, it, the the problem with me in the last week was that once I'm back to work this particular week of the year, it's end of the year, blah blah. It gets very difficult to get things done. So I didn't have much downtime this week. So I did a little heroics. Uh, I'm still working on some of my fifty fives and stuff, trying to get them up to sixty five. I have two fifty fives and a sixty. Uh, I think that's all I've left actually to get to sixty five. Cool. Um, actually, I'm stoked for Wog though. Yeah, I'm excited for Wog. One thing actually I forgot I did two weeks ago that I, I forgot to mention on the show is I, all my, I mean, I think I mentioned that, uh, each of my alliance support staff is at level 20 or higher. Yeah. But once you get them to 20, each of them, if you go to the speeder, um, vendor in the military wing over by your general, mm-hmm. um, they have a specific speeder for each of the class of the support staff that okay. you can buy at level oh, 20. Oh, I did hear about that. And That's so awesome. I got all four of those. Nice. And so, and I buy everything, uh, all the mounts from that guy, except for the gravestone one. It's like, I think it's 10 million creds or something. It's oh, ridiculous. That's, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. I won't be doing that anytime soon, but nice. Dude. But yeah, Good so it's kind of cool. And they're, it's, they're, cause they're all the same make, um, but their color schemed is like, you know, smuggler would have him. Yeah. I'm in. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I would like to, uh, and like I said, man, I, I'm excited for WOG this week. We're going to do one of the, I don't know. What are we going to do? EV, KP, something like that, probably. Yeah. We'll probably one of those. We'll, we'll probably check and see what this week's, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what that featured is. Featured daily or featured op is. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to get back into ops, man. Uh, you know, with the holidays and stuff, Friday nights haven't been the same without, without my WOG. Yeah. Man. It's been, like four weeks. Yeah, we haven't ran it, uh, you know, I think pretty much since Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I think uh, the last one we ran was KP. Yeah, that threw everybody off. No, the last one was Xeno Analyst, and we all died. Oh, that's right, during Gree. Yeah, that was painful. So anyway, uh, let's get to the news, man. Uh, a couple things. West Coast server issue. There was, I, I was not logged in early part of this week, and that yeah, happened. Yeah, that happened, I think, Monday-ish or something. They had the, they did, they had some issue with the West Coast servers. And of course, that includes us. Um, but it was solved within a day or so. So, I mean, you know, I think it was the same day, but the, the thing is, is these things are happening and they're, they're just now coming back to the office, which leads me to the next thing. Uh, there was a post on the forums. It's, I mean, I think the guy that posted this, didn't speak English that well, but it's okay. It says, is it really this bad for community uh, devs communication? Da, 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 nothing. Nothing. So really what it is, is we haven't heard anything. Why? 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 Because and, it's been the holidays. Yeah. And look, these people deserve a vacation as well. And, and 
So Eric came back and he basically said, happy 2016, everyone, just to alleviate any concerns we are here. Uh, there will be information on upcoming live streams, patch release dates, and more coming soon. I'm hoping to get some details out before the end of the week. And that was a few days ago. I'm glad we recorded today because actually a couple things came up today, which I'll get to in a minute. Cool. Uh, had we recorded yesterday, we would have nothing but this post. So moving on. And he says, I'm, yeah, I removed the stickies because, uh, they were for announcements that, oh, somebody was asking about the stickies, so he removed them for, for a reason. Right. Um, and I don't care about that. So anyway, here, let's move to the next thing. He says, Dear Tate Watson was the name of the post. The companion romance system needs to be fixed. And I've been hearing this on other podcasts. I don't know if you have been, but, uh, the courting gifts have been, had an issue. Uh, apparently people that you have romanced, it didn't work out, blah, blah. So here's, roughly what the response was i don't know if i'm gonna go through this whole thing but it says we have we have seen quite a few reports about the romance system being broken and i want to clarify a few things a number of the issues being reported are not in fact bugged so apparently Ereso is not bugged uh while Ereso is not alone in not acknowledging your romance he has become the name surrounding the whole situation in this case there is a bug oh never mind he is bugged uh oh it's the next one that's not bugged sorry the romance variables for some of the pre, uh, pre-coffee companions have been improperly assessed, leading to the appearance that they're not, they aren't romance even if they are. This fix is scheduled 4.1, but it's not finalized yet. What should have occurred is when you completed chapter one of Fallen Empire, you would receive a mail from your romance. We believe that this issue is also affecting pre-coffee, um, content as well. Uh, please let us know if, once the fix goes live, if you notice any issues. So, and I think this, because people are handing out so many companion gifts and making charts and trying to figure out the companion stuff, they're really, there's an issue out there. And, and the next part is, is what people have been really upset about. So I've also seen mention of not being able to romance one of the new characters, Lana, Theron, and Koth, being a bug. As far as we can tell, this is not bugged at this time. In order to romance these characters, you must consistently choose flirt options with them throughout coffee having a relationship with theron or lana back in shadow of revan also contributes to the romances but is not required which i don't know how that makes sense yeah that seems kind of weird so you can do it but it doesn't matter that's what they're saying yeah it's so like do it or not because if you don't do shadow of revan you don't have to shadow of revan do the new content right i don't get this yeah it's it's kind of weird well it's kind of interesting for me because none of the characters that i've taken through coffee yet have actually had any of their romances come back come back yet right. so i haven't had to deal with this issue so, except yeah. for you know i do give a whole bunch of companion gifts out that i get in my heroic bundles and stuff like that and um as i see further on in the note here it says that as recording gifts we're aware that are only being able to be consumed by nico okar right but the funny thing is is i give all my courting gifts to talus Derek. does he take them he takes them but are they are they like love? Do you do you get a lot from them? the high level ones? He will take as large, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, and I don't I don't know, man. I haven't been giving out that many gifts. Like I said, I've only been focusing on Nico Okar. So, and I haven't even looked to see what kind of gifts they are. To be honest with you, I I just went through every one of my characters, and, and if, if it gives if, them anything, you yeah. Don't. If new if Nico liked it, like if it was a, if it was a love large. You know, large influence. I gave it to him. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. that's all. And that's all I did with all my characters. So, um, so we'll we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much all that comes down to. Uh, the courting gifts they are saying are are, are being bugged and they're going to be fixed in four point one. So this is a big one. This just came out today, and I don't know if you've seen this yet. I have not. No. Uh, the 
The major beef right now, I mean, I listen to most of the SWOTOR podcasts out there and a lot of people, you know, some a little more bitter than others, uh, and with good reason, are waiting to hear. A lot of us are speculating, you know, we're all sitting around. We did get a decent amount of content this year. I mean, I, I, I hope that most of us don't forget that. I mean, we, you know, just to bring up an example, we went to San Diego Comic Con this year and, you know, and that was pre coffee and that yeah, was absolutely. basically hyping it. We got the sacrifice trailer. We got the Malgus, uh, tease and that kind of thing. And I, and I think that I know that all of that is geared towards story. We haven't had new op. We haven't had PVP. And I get that. And we've talked about this quite a bit. Yeah. And we talked about it over on Corellian Run as well. Exactly. And I'm okay right now. But some people aren't. Some people left. You know, it, it, it is what it is. But today, thankfully today, before we recorded, Musco came out and, and explained what he was going to do. Oh, good. And, Let's hear it. And so the, he put, he made a post called Upcoming Stream Plan. One of the things we intend to do more regularly this year are live streams. First off, our next live stream will still be, I didn't even know this was happening, next uh, Thursday, January 14th from 4 to 4.30. This will be a producer live stream with Ben Irving to talk about what is going on in the game, what is coming, uh, and what is coming up. Later this month, we will then do a story-focused stream with Charles Boyd. This stream will occur on Thursday, uh, January 28th from 4 to 4.30. Uh, this stream will talk about where the story of uh, Fallen Empire is currently and where it's going. Our plan for the next few months will follow this format. A producer live stream with Ben... We'll be on the sound and uh, be on the second Thursday of the month, and two weeks later, Charles Boy will walk, you know, talk through the story of Fallen Empire. This way, uh, each month we can talk a bit about the stats of the game, upcoming changes, etc., and then separate focus on chapters and the story of Sotor. I will be updating the Twitch p- uh, page to reflect the schedule for the next few months. Thanks, everyone. So this goes along with what I was kind of going to put up for our discussion topic this week is basically communication and. This is obviously a beef with MMOs and developers and stuff like that. Some games do a really good job of it. Some don't. Swotor go- comes and goes with it. So what do you think about this announcement for the live stream? As long as they stick with it, I think it's great. Um, because the biggest complaint that people are having about the communication is that it seems to be all about story. Yeah, They're not getting anything about other uh, facets of the game. But if the producer live stream is actually done every month, then they'll be getting some info outside of the story. I agree, and I'm I'm excited about it. I actually I like the live streams. I like that they're informal for the most part. I like that they do weird things and talk about sandwiches and stuff. I know Snave, sorry, uh, but you know I think I think it's fine. Uh, and and it sounds like they're going to do two live streams a month, and this will solve part of the communication issue of what's coming up, right, and right. what is going on in the story, and yes. they're going to cover both aspects so i think this is going to be fun there was also something funny i threw in here do you want to talk about this now oh i hadn't seen this go ahead <laughs> it? it's actually kind of funny there's this uh it's from official bioware it's it's funny because it was a blog post from like ea studios bioware right and so i don't know what this is so it says happy new year happy new year from all of us this is on the first and it talks about all the things they were so excited about that happened this year Swotor is nowhere to be seen that is really funny. It's so funny. It says, as we look back on 2015, we want to thank you for being part of, our, of an incredible year. We saw the story and characters of Dragon Age Inquisition mature and evolve and travel to undiscovered areas of Thedas and in, in Jaws of Hakon. I don't know what that, the Descent and Trespasser. And they go on and on. They talk about 
we were ecstatic to finally be able to give you a taste of what's to come in Mass Effect Andromeda at E3. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's really funny. And there is nothing. You know, it, it's, for all the crap that Bioware gets, they have a good sense of humor. Yeah. Especially like, you know, they're, the April Fool's jokes. Oh, so every good. Are hilarious. I mean, I still want to get that log <laughs> from Alderaan to ride. Don't we all? So. And then the fact that he showed up in the, uh, in the, um, Oh, he was in the story. Yeah, he ended up yeah. being in the story on Rishi. Oh, so good. All right, man. So, I mean, any other closing thoughts or concerns? Or what do you think about communication with Swotor? Are we going to be okay? Yeah, I think we're going to be fine. And, you know, it's just, it's funny because the the holiday season is a weird time where the players have a lot of extra time to play. But the, you know, the, the devs and everybody, they need time off for their families too. So oh, I'm with you. you can't have that. You can't be mad that you're not getting feedback right away because they're not there. No, I agree, man. I really do. So, Podcast Corner? Podcast Corner! So, here's the deal. I've been kind of tooting the horn of some certain podcasters. Yeah, I think you've got a, a little thing for the Aussies. I have a problem, dude. And you know what's funny? Is um, I recently, and we'll talk about this in Real Reviews, I watched a documentary recently um, about... Food. It was called that sugar movie or whatever. Right, it's the one that, sugar that, film. that uh, Kevin Smith hypes. No, that's fed up. This oh, is that is right. This is a different one. This is a different one. This this one in particular was. It's weird. An Australian dude went on very much like supersize me, but he did it with sugar. Oh wow! Which is nuts, and you have to watch it. It's absolutely insane. The point is, is everywhere I look, I'm hearing Australian accents these days, and of course, I love me some Mutini cast, so. Hats off to you there, uh, uh, Tio. Good day, mate. But the point... Mm, That's not a knife. The point is, is that... That's a knife. (laughs) Okay, now we're getting cliche. But the point is, is that D&D is for nerds. I talked about last week. Yes. I... The moment I got this email, it took me about, I don't know, four hours to finally just be like, all right, I'm going to do it. And the only reason it was four hours is because I had stuff to do that day. But... (laughs) They put out on Bandcamp, you know, this is where you podcast and put up stuff for right. for sale. And they had uh, something called D&D is for Nerds Side Quests. So it was five episodes of them going off on this random side quest. And it wasn't, it was two of the, they were all playing different characters. Um, and it was absolutely hilarious. There was, I mean. That sounds really funny. It's so worth, so worth listening to. Uh, and then, of course, today I just listened to On the Way Back because I had to go to the dentist today. I was walking home. And they do an episode, they do a podcast called Movie Maintenance, which I have talked about with you before, where they- This doesn't sound familiar. Well, one of their podcasts is called Movie Maintenance. Okay. And they kind of, it's one of the more critical shows. It's a, it's a offshoot of Pull Me the Death Star. Okay. It's called Pull Me the Death Star Movie Maintenance. Gotcha. And so they, basically they kind of rewrite movies sometimes. Uh, it popped up in my feed today. Because I, I, it was the, the last one I had, this is the last one I have to go from the beginning to end. Right. I haven't done it yet. And they start off talking about, you know, episode one, you know, and that kind of thing. And there's like f- six, seven episodes of them rewriting episode one, which is hilarious. The point is, is that the one that popped in my feet today was The Force Awakens. And, That's funny. And so they did a disclaimer in the beginning. There's just like, we're really scared to do this. They did one on Jessica Jones. I haven't listened to it yet because I haven't finished watching the show. Interesting. And they, they were saying they got a bunch of flack for it and blah, blah, blah. So the point is, is that definitely worth checking out. Link in the show notes. Uh, if you want to support these guys, if you, if you've been digging their stuff like I have, jump on there. If you do the Bandcamp thing, it's like 17 bucks and you get four different podcast feeds. Um, 
all all for that price so it's that's kind of cool it, i kind of want to give a shout out to um i am drawing a blank on the name of the youtube channel but i mentioned it on carillion run radio and then i put a a tweet out um so just go through my t- twitter feed and, and, and find it but it's a guy who does a show called what if and it's oh, yeah. what if episode one was good and he <laughs> starts with this concept that he is actually working in the a production department at Fox, right? Oh, that's funny. And he's like got script approval of the George Lucas story. And so he changes it. And the changes he makes are really, really good. Oh, that's awesome. And so he goes through episode one, two, and three. And he finishes it off where it sets it up where it would go into episode four. But he like, he makes a uh, Owen a major character. No way. Yeah, like Owen is actually a pilot with the rebellion and everything and Oh, that'd be badass. Yeah, it's really cool and it's it's really really interesting. And he brings uh Obi Wan more to the forefront and it's really a really interesting idea. Cool man. And he had uh, one of his friends do storyboards for it, so you actually see visuals while he's talking. Oh. Nice. I'll have to check that out. So alright, so I mean I guess we're in the Star Wars? Yep. Pew 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 pew. I was raised to do one thing. I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. I gotta say, I like that we're doing bumpers. Yeah, it's kind of, we're actually listening to the bumpers <laughs> while we're recording instead of you putting them in later, which is awesome. Playing with new equipment. Hopefully we sound great because we're still messing with this stuff. So if you only hear half of us or you hear none of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, up until the second, I mean, even after we started recording, we're like yanking cables out and throwing them to the side <laughs> and it's really in switching cables and everything. It's really kind of funny. It's been pretty fun. But it is official, my friend, as uh, of yesterday. This is great news. The Force Awakens is now the number one film domestically of all time. That's amazing. Amazing. I mean, we saw it coming. Oh, yeah. But it's nice now that it's actually here. Yeah, and the great thing is is it did it in like 20 or in like 19 days what it took Avatar to do in like 76 or something like that. I think all the cards were stacked in the right way for this to happen. Absolutely. I mean, so it, yeah, it's and gonna... Disney knew kind of how to how to make this a reality, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it'll crack 800 million this weekend. So it'll be the first movie ever to hit 800 million. Uh, it cracked 800 million foreign already this week. Wow. It was at 799 yesterday. So I'm sure today they pulled in at least a million. Right. And it still hasn't. And it opens China. in China Friday. Mm. So tomorrow. Um, so it's going to wow. be huge. It's still about one point. About 1.0, 1.1 billion behind Avatar worldwide. Okay. But with. I mean, I honestly think it could hit close to a billion just in the the U.S. Wow. Well, I mean, what does that? I I I can't help but asking the question: Is what does that mean for the next films? I mean, obviously, I Rogue One's not going to do that. Um, but what about Episode Eight? I mean, are we just going to keep? Uh, is okay. it going to get to the point to where it's going to go so far to where nothing will catch it but another Star Wars movie? Nice segue. I've got, oh, my segue? You did. Go me. I actually have two little bits of information. Okay. Uh, the first one, actually talking about what has historically been number one at the box office. This is the first film in 40 years that is number one at the box office all time mm-hmm. that was not directed by James Cameron, 
Steven Spielberg or George Lucas. Wow. Granted, it is still of the Lucas descent. Well, yeah, but it's not. It's mm, but it was purchased from him. Yeah, in that time, you had Jaws, Star Wars, E.T. took over. And I guess technically he had his hand in all that stuff, too. Yeah, but it's like, but it's the first movie in 40 years to be, so since 1975, um, when Jaws took over the crown, that it's the first movie that was number one at the box office that wasn't directed by Cameron Spielberg or Lucas. Wow. On top of that, um, you were mentioning Rogue One and how it's not going to make this type of money, which I agree. I don't think it will. I think it'll easily hit four to five hundred million. Oh, sure. Um, but it, I find this really interesting is it was named, um, Rogue One was named the most anticipated film of 2016. And this was by fan vote, not by critics. And so this is over Deadpool. This is over Civil War. This is over Batman v Superman. Over Finding Dory. Wow. Question. Do you think, I mean, I I think I know the answer to this, but I mean, is it only, it's got to just be because it's Star Wars, right? I mean, I mean, think about this. Personally, I mean, this is, this is not blasphemy. Is it blasphemy? I'm, I'm very excited for Rogue One. Don't get me wrong. But I am, I feel like I'm more excited for Deadpool at this point. Mostly because it's probably next month that it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I am very excited about Deadpool. And actually, uh, we've got a couple bits of information about Deadpool that'll be in real reviews. Uh, oh, and I, I have some other stuff. Especially too, so Kevin Smith talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I put that over in real reviews. But, um, with Rogue One, I think they're kind of doing it right where with the, with the three prequels, we got kind of like overloaded on lightsabers. If oh, you go yeah. back to the original trilogy, you basically had like six people that handled lightsabers. Right. And let me tell you, as someone who's, who's, who's listened to all those audiobooks, you know, on, uh, on Audible from the EU, a lot of those, you know, even some of the ones leading right up to before it switched from, you know, to Legends, it was not always focused on lightsabers. There were some, yeah. Well, I mean, you had the entire run of the X-wing series, right? And but one of the other ones was the heist. There was a heist book, yep, uh, with uh, Han and and Lando and those guys. It was so much fun. And it doesn't always have to be the Force. It doesn't always have to be lightsabers. Well, exactly. And so I think it's smart that their next bo- their next movie is put into the time frame where all the Jedi were hidden. Yeah. So it, it's a basically they've called it a heist movie, and it's going to be a military movie as well. And I, I think it's a good time because they're going to be able to put in other characters from other parts of the EU if they want. Yeah. So, for example, maybe people on the Ghost or maybe oh, Max von so cool. Sydow when he was younger. Well, and I have a little tidbit about that and a little bit about the Max von Sydow thing. But, and, I mean, I, 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 I'm with you, dude. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm really hoping, and we've been talking about this for a few weeks, I'm really hoping that that's the case. Yeah, and also they're doing smart casting. I mean, yeah. as much as I w- wanted uh, Tatiana Maslany to get the main role, Felicity Jones is great. Um, she's coming off an Oscar nomination, uh, and she's going to be the lead role. But they're also getting Greek geek cred because Alan Tudyk's in it. Oh, I love Alan Tudyk. Uh, I wish I would have got his autograph that time. That was years ago. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, what do you got next? Okay, so uh, Pablo Hidalgo, who is uh, one of the main people of, of uh, Star Wars lore. Oh, yeah, behind he, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, he's not the data crime. Oh, no, he's no, the writer. He's, he's the writer. He's Well, he's a writer, but he's the one that basically uh, helps decide canon. Right. Um, he's not the data crime keeper, but he is one of the people that helps decide. He got his autograph two years ago. Yeah, very cool. He's the one that came out with the uh, the 
basically the encyclopedia on the EU. Yeah. Um, so anyways, he came out and revealed in a tweet this week that the Jedi Temple planet that we see at the end of Force Awakens, um, that we had hypothesizing might have been Tython is not Tython. Why can it not be Tython? And it looks like it's a planet called Octu, spelled A-H-C-H hyphen T-O. I'm, I'm pronouncing it as Octu until I hear something different. Octu! Um, but that's what it's going to be called, and it is the oldest Jedi temple, is what they say. Um, so we'll see how that goes. How you, uh, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. My point is, man, do you, do you think, are you disappointed? Would you rather have seen something pulled from the EU rather than, uh. Not necessarily EU. I was really looking forward to Tython because I would have really liked to have. Something Sw- from Swotor pulled into yeah. canon. Or something from the Old Republic. I'm with yeah. you, man. I, yeah, the whole Old Republic time frame because you've got books and comics and all that stuff there. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I care and I don't care. One, I would like to do an episode actually, and, and I don't want to start a new spinoff, obviously, but, um, we have this lovely, uh, you know, dictionary over here that things keep coming out of. People keep talking about. I would like to actually go through, I, I would like to read it through. I would like you to read it through and then come, you know, Pick some stuff out that we can kind of speculate. I think. Yeah, fun. sounds like a plan. Okay, I'm done. Um, one thing I do like is that, uh, the Lucasfilm is really kind of embracing the, uh, the fan involvement. So one of the things that's really kind of come out of, that spawned out of The Force Awakens is the, the head canon is basically what it's called. You know, when fans create their own canon in, in the absence of clarification of canon. Um, you get it a lot in the Harry Potter universe until oh, sure. J.K. Rowling comes out. You get a lot in the uh, the Rick Riordan series, the uh, Olympians. Um, but the, the trooper that battles Finn, and he's got the uh, right. He's yeah. got the electro staff deal exactly with, uh, extension on well, his gun. Yeah. Fans had started to call him T R A R, which can be translated as traitor. Because that's what he yells at oh. Finn before they fight. All right, I'm in. Well, it turns out that he, uh, Lucasfilm has come out and confirmed that he is actually FN2199, um, which people had thought he might be. Oh. Um, because if you read in the book that the, the, I think it was a young adult novel that set up Finn going in, because it shows Finn in the, in the, uh, the Stormtrooper Corps. Um, and he had friends. One was FN2199 called Nines. Yeah. Um, they had one, I think it was called Zero, and it, because his last two number designation is Zero. Um, well, it turns out it is Nines. So it is one of his friends, and so that's why it's such a personal fight. Okay. And, and actually, going back to what I was saying about movie maintenance, they're like, why didn't that guy, it, they, they kind of equated it to that whole, uh, moment of Indiana Jones standing there and the dude with the sword and he just shoots him? Yeah. Why didn't he just shoot him? And I think that's probably why, you know, you, you, if you see your friend there with a, a lightsaber and you have the capacity to fight him and you don't necessarily want to, cause they're like, well, why would they care unless they were trying to save him? So they're like, why, why wouldn't Phasma have to be in that fight? Right. And I think it's, that's very powerful. I think that's really cool. It is. Yeah. And so I, it makes me want to go back and read that, that setup book and see where that, yeah. their friendship is. Absolutely. Awesome, dude. Um, what's next? Oh, so we've, uh, um, we've already known, you know, kind of generally what the movies coming out in the Star Wars, uh, canon coming up are. Um, but this is just a little clarification that somebody put out 
that for the information we have now, and because we basically have five more movies that are absolutely announced. Right. And it's going to be uh, in December of 2016. We've got Rogue One, and they're not calling them anthologies anymore. It's called Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then uh, in 2017, May 26th, is going to be Star Wars Episode Eight, okay. which we already know is going to be directed by uh, um, Ryan Johnson, I believe. Um, and then uh, May 25th, 2018, is going to be Star Wars Anthology Han Solo. That's where it's going back to the anthology name. Oh, my God. And dude. that's the Han Solo. I, so when the, it's going to be anthologies if they're going back in time? I don't know. Well, because well, Rogue... no, that makes sense. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I think it's just a, a placeholder name that they're doing right now. Okay. But that's going to be Han Solo, and that's May 25th, 2018. All right. And then we're going to wrap up this current trilogy in 2019. With Star Wars Episode Nine, and that's going to be directed by Colin Trevorrow, um, and but Ryan Johnson is writing the script. Um, hopefully, he'll get a little input from Lawrence Kasdan, who's helping him write the script for Eight. All right. Um, and then it looks like this run of six is going to finish in 2020 with a Boba Fett origin story. Wow. I mean, this one is pure speculation, but that's what. Yeah, it's been I mean, up to it, now. it does say it's not officially confirmed, but I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean. We've heard enough about it to think that it's going to be a thing. Exactly. Uh, I I don't have any problems with what they're calling them. Uh, I just think it's... I'm excited. I'm excited about 8 and 9. Yeah, um, I think if they're going to do the separate movies, right, then they kind of have to take the cue from Marvel, and if they're going to be in the same vein, title them similarly. Like Civil War, the first of... Or, uh, Captain America, the first of us. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Captain America, Civil War. That sort of thing. If you're going to do origin stories, Fox was kind of going this way because they did Wolverine Origins, and then they were going to do a Magneto Origins, which they never ended up doing. Right. But I, So if you're going to do it, you've got to call those origin stories the anthology that they have there, and then Han Solo. I, I, I agree. I had a, actually a student ask me today, who knows I'm a Star Wars fan, obviously. People know this about me. Uh, he, he asked me what I felt about the, you know, the spinoff movies, and I said, no, I'm excited about them. Right. But at the same time, I'm not as excited as I am about, you know, eight and nine, mostly because it's a standalone deal. It's right. not a continuation of something I've been so invested in for so long. So right. I think that's, I think that's really going to be the difference, especially when it gets to the box office numbers. Yeah. Well, and I think if they, if these, if the nomenclature here sticks, I like the idea of anthology for the origins type stuff because even though those are in the world, they're not dependent on anything else in the story. Whereas Rogue One, calling it a Star Wars story, that storyline is dependent upon the, the, the saga. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and as we know, it's what leads into Episode 4. Exactly. Great. Um, awesome. I mean, they could have just as easily called it Episode 3.5. <laughs> Which have been kind of funny. Uh, 3.5, that would have been good. All right, so what do we have next? What's this? Um, you put oh, this, this in here, me. but it's... Okay, you heard about this. Yeah, I did, and he also came out <laughs> yesterday and took it back. Well, come on. Okay, if you're George Lucas at this point, and you, if you're a Star Wars fan, you've heard the story already. George Lucas rips into Star Wars The Force Awakens, and the next thing I have in here is George Lucas says he sold Star Wars to white slavers. Uh, one is from, hold on, this is from Variety. So Variety is the white slavers one, and the other one is, is a uh, link from Cosmic News. But it, if you're George Lucas at this point, do you say words about The Force Awakens? No. Why? Why? Why does he do this? Because he's George Lucas. 
Because this is the same person that told uh, the producer of Jurassic World that he'll crush him like a bug on the red carpet. That's a good point. It's so because the- it is George Lucas. Okay, so George, George, question, since you're listening. You will bring me a Coke Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my question for you, George, is haven't you had enough? I really would like to see him in a more positive light. The last time we talked about George Lucas talking about The Force Awakens is he really liked it. Yes. And now he's ripping it apart, saying it's it's just a fan film, it's this, it's that. I mean, we have the links in the show notes of the articles. I mean, I don't want to dive into this. This is kind of tabloid-ish stuff, tabloid-ish stuff for me. But I, I, I just think that George needs to kind of just say, all right, I'm going to go sit on my $4 billion and... And do my thing, and 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 not and not talk about this thing. He needs yeah, to stop. Yeah, the, the two things about this that, that uh, that's making me lose respect in George is um, one, he was being interviewed by um, uh, uh, this is before the whole crush you like a bug thing on the red carpet. Is they asked him if he's going to be making movies? He goes, "Yeah, I'm working on movies, but nobody's ever going to see him. He's making them for his friends." Right. And I can understand that, you know, well, whatever. Fine. But you know, but, but I'm like, you know. You can't you can't complain about other people's art if you're not going to be sharing your own art. You know what I mean? I don't think. I agree. So there's that. But then, um, is it very similar to the people who complain about the president when they don't vote? Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing drives me <laughs> nuts. What I found interesting is, you know, not to not to cut you off, but he said uh, everybody went out and made spaceship movies, and they oh no, he says oh this is the thing he says. Uh, they looked at all the stories and said, we want to make something for the fans. They decided they didn't want to use those stories. They decided they wanted to do their own thing. They weren't that keen to have me involved anyway. But if I get there, I'm just going to cause trouble. because. So it's almost like... And then he goes on to say, you know, it's just kind of rehashing that and they didn't have new spaceships. Like, do you yeah, have to it, have it, new it, spaceships to have a new Star Wars movie? I don't know. It sounds like he's like, I sold it to them, but then they didn't want my help. But they gave you $4 billion. Four point two. That's so much money. So much money. And now we're awkwardly whispering into the mic. Let's move on. So, any other um, things about Lucas? How you doing, with Lucas? Um, oh yeah, except for I, I don't actually have this link in there, but I saw something offhandedly today that evidently somebody started a petition. I think it's on Change.org <laughs> to get Lucas back into direct episode nine. Oh, I think. Come on, could you imagine? Could you imagine? We'll be back to wood and acting. <laughs> I mean, Daisy Ridley's like, wait. What? Hold on. You want me to say this? <laughs> and that's what, then she pulls out her cell phone. JJ, help me. Help, please. Come back. Anywho, let's move on. So I threw this in there because we talked about it, but you didn't have it in here. So did you not want to talk about it? The Andy Circus thing? Oh, yeah. I just didn't put it in. Okay, so... Andy Serkis never said Snoke is not Darth Plagueis? Yeah, I, I, I just saw the headline of the one that said he did, and I didn't actually read the article. So why don't you tell me the, about this? Well, this is very confusing. So it says, with the release of the recent uh, high-res images of uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, blah, blah, he says, uh, there's a theory that's been going around that Snoke is actually Darth Plagueis. Which This is Andy Serkis' quote. Right, which is something that we've been really excited about, that we've right. talked about the Snoke thing uh, being Plagueis. So, Circus told um, EW.com the following about Snoke. Supreme Leader Snoke is quite an enigmatic character and strangely vulnerable at the same time as being quite powerful, Circus says. Obviously, he has a huge agenda. He has suffered a lot of damage. As I said, there's a strange vulnerability to him, which believes, uh, which belies his true agenda, I suppose. 
which is all very vague. So the article goes on to state that Snoke isn't Darth Plagueis. And while Circus isn't quoted directly as saying it, EW notes, so again, this is getting a little weird. This is interpretation on EW's part. Exactly. It says, although there was much speculation about who Snoke might turn out to be, one popular theory was that he turned out to be Sith Lord known from the prequels as Darth Plagueis. He actually turns out to be just Snoke. Circus said the character was aware of the events from the earlier films, but was a new addition to the storyline. So, is he not Darth Plagueis? Well, according to Plagueis, is still a new addition to the storyline. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I and okay. So, one thing I want to want to throw out here to to wrap this up is says there's just one problem in it uh, that should be noted. EW.com is using quotes from an older article from November. So what gives? EW just providing spent. This is kind of more of a of a rumor mill thing, right? But is EW just providing a spin to steer people in the wrong direction? Honestly, I'm still not sold. This is from Cosmic News, obviously. Honestly, I'm still not sold from uh on Snoke not being Darth Plagueis. As Circus didn't specifically deny or say it, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. In addition, the John Williams music score matches up, which we've talked about, right? And reportedly, Disney's told uh, a movie podcast to scrap mention of Plagueis. Which I didn't hear about, but yeah, I didn't actually hear about that. Another theory has also popped up online regarding the look of Snoke uh, that he may be blind in one eye, which I thought was interesting too. So it says, you know, that one eye that's a little off on the right, right, or on the on his left eye. I mean. Do you remember in the book Plagueis if it tells how Palpatine killed him? Oh, I yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil the book. Well, the book's what four no, years well, old at this well, point. Look, I'm just saying. I mean, he, he kills him. It wasn't uh, a lightsaber in the eye, was it? No, 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 no. It wasn't, <laughs> no, no. It wasn't a lightsaber in the eye. From what I remember, it wasn't a lightsaber in the eye. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's kind of convoluted and there was some things, but he ends up kind of not killing him in his sleep, but something very, right. very much. Catching him off guard. Right. So moving on. Moving on. So it, oh, well, look, let's throw it out there. If you have, uh, your theories, let us know. Yeah, I mean, I'm still hoping it's Plagueis, but I'm not going to be I'm going to say it is. Not. I'm going to say it is. Well, you do that. Mm. Well, last thing I have in here uh, for random Star Wars-y news is that um, Lor Santeca connections to Rogue One. Yeah, what's this article? I didn't even Well, this. this is interesting. This is also, which is what, what inspired me to, to ask you about doing that, um, doing the visual right, the dictionary. Visual dictionary. Because... Okay, so the there's a I have a link in the show notes. It's spoiled blue milk. It's a blog site, and right. they have a theory about Lor Santeca, which I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but because I would like to actually talk about this on another show. But in this, him being connected to the events of Rogue One, and which is why it says there he's an old friend. Um, it says a bit on the name Lor is kind of like Lore, of course, with an E. Uh, San means without. Uh, finally, tech means without tech, and and it talks about in the Visual Dictionary where he's not force sensitive, uh, which I found interesting because I assumed I kind of assumed he was force sensitive. Right. Um. So this goes on. I mean, it's just a theory on him being connected. Uh, one of the highlights. Oh, I did hear about that. He might be the character might be Mads Mikkelsen. Exactly. In one. Exactly. So, uh, let's see. Let me find the main part here. Yeah, and if really quick, we just threw out the name Mads Mikkelsen, but if you don't remember him, he played Le Chiffre in um, Casino Royale, the Bond yeah. movie. And I actually have something about him later today, too. So it says, some fans have pointed out the resemblance between Rogue One and actor uh, Ben Mendelsohn, um and Max von Sydow. 
uh, suggesting the possibility that Middleson uh, will play the younger version of San, uh, of Santeca in Rogue One. So they're just they're just putting some things together. I think it's kind of fun. Right. Um, but I would like to actually dive down a little bit of a rabbit hole of this uh, with the vision. No, the time. Absolutely. Point, that sounds sure. good. So, all right. So let's move on. So one more thing I want to say about news, game news. Uh, there's going to be a Star Wars pinball. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Like yeah. an actual stand-up pinball game? Or are we talking yeah. like a digital Oh, pinball? no, this is a digital one. Uh, I, I like actual stand-up pinball games. It's one of my favorite things to do is to go to design to play the Indiana Jones one. Oh, yeah. But it's broken most of the time. Yeah, me too. But there's a little trailer for this. Uh, check this out real quick. I love the fanfare. Yeah. See? Jakku. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, we're going to be playing that. Yeah, tell me that's not, doesn't look fun. All right, so, I mean, you heard it. I mean, I'm going to leave that in probably. Uh, it's looks like pinball. Right. digital pinball and things are flying and there's but it looks like it's in the scavenger and... camp in jakku that oh, for sure ray was in yeah and so that looks amazing so there's a link in the show notes for that for sure uh all right so merchandise i threw this in here too uh star wars uh celebration sweepstakes is happening awesome so if you don't have tickets like jesse from passionately casual has tickets to go to the thing which i we all hate her for yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stow away in her luggage mm, well Am I bigger than the carry-on size? No, I mean, yes. Can Can you just see Jesse lugging around a piece of luggage with me inside? You know, you can buy those little things, the carts, you know, with a quarter or two or a dollar. You can put her on, you can get on the thingy, and she'll push. Oh yeah, I could do that. And then there's the moving sidewalks. Yeah, but so still, look, where to, where would I sit on the plane? Look, here's the deal, bro. You're not going to London. I want to go to London so bad. <laughs> we all want to go to London, and if you would like to go to London. Join the Star Wars Celebration Sweepstakes. We are in no part sponsored by them, but I've joined, I've signed up like eight times. So there we go. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Um, it also looks like the, uh, I put this under parked, but just because there's nowhere else to put it, but Ireland is really jumping on board with, uh, cause that's where it's filming. Um, oh, right. With the, right. with the island thing. Yeah. So the island that is the planet of Octu, um, Ireland's really pushing that island. So it's basically there. Hyping up saying, come and see the uh, the original Jedi Temple. Oh, well, I mean, the wives want to go to Ireland for a long time anyway, so should we just... Yeah, well, the cool thing is, is they're, hopefully they tie it in with uh, Star Wars celebrations, because it only makes sense being in the UK. Totally, so so we're going to Ireland? Well, yeah, plus, you know, I'm Scottish, so we got to go to Scotland, too. So we're not going to either of these places. No, we're not. Okay, moving on. So should we get to pop culture? Pop, pop, pop culture. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. All right, man. So what do we got? Well, first of all, I just find it funny that when I was saying pop culture earlier, right before the bumper, yeah. it cracks me up because they did it to the theme of pop music, the 80s song, and I didn't even realize I was doing it until after I had said it. Anywho. Anywho, indeed. Uh, first big news from Marvel is that Daredevil Season 2 has decided to uh, debut against Batman v Superman. 
Why? The, I don't know, but they they've set their debut date for Netflix to be March twenty fifth. So can I be? Can I say a thing? Say it. I'm gonna watch Daredevil, and then I'm gonna go like two days later to Batman. Yeah, me too, probably. Um, I'm also, gonna, I'm they, gonna binge the mess out of Daredevil. Yeah, uh, I finally watched it, so oh, I'm all caught so up on Daredevil. Good. It's fantastic, so and I loved because uh, I remember I, I remember seeing. Um, we haven't talked about it since you've seen them. Right, I've seen Rosaria Darson's character in Jessica Jones, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what I love is she plays the night nurse, and actually, the night nurse is actually it, it was is there a, only one nurse in the Marvel universe. No, in the original comic okay. series called Night Nurse, which it takes place in the same area, it's actually three nurses. Oh. Um, and it's just been kind of amalgamized into just Rosaria Dawson's character. I gotcha. All right. Um, I, but I'm it's okay great because there's actually, a, there is not there is a comic run based on her. Okay. Um, and I guess when they were doing the writing for Daredevil, they were like saying, okay, well, we've actually got plans for her in the MCU as well. So, we might okay. end up seeing that somewhere. I would love to see Rodar- Rosario Dawson as often as possible. Oh, absolutely. She's amazing. Yes, she is. Um, we spoke about... Um, Easy on the eyes, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, I, I believe it was last week we spoke about uh, Robbie Amell coming back to The Flash. Clerks 2. Yes, she was great in Clerks 2. Sorry. Not I Robbie Amell. We're still back on Rosario Dawson. Sorry? Uh, I, it's hard to shake it. Um, but Robbie Mel, we said, was coming back to the Flash, and we assumed it might be as his his character, which had disappeared, right? Fire, um, Firestorm, right? Because he's no longer Firestorm. But it turns out it's been confirmed he will be returning as Deathstorm, which is the Earth Two version of Ronnie. Oh, that sounds amazing. And uh, so, yeah, he's an evil villain. So that'll be very cool. I think that w- actually, I think I like him better that way. It would be kind of cool, especially to see the the uh, conflict going on in his ex-wife. Oh, for sure. I mean, it'll heighten the drama. It'll be fun. I think it'll be good. Especially if what would happen if it is the uh, the speedster from Earth 2 who's kind of having a thing with her, oh, right. they battle. Wouldn't that be right, interesting? Right, right, right. Minor spoilers here. Sorry. All right. Uh, also, uh, Marvel released their synopsis for Agent Carter Season 2. Awesome. So, got oh. that in the show notes. So... Agent Carter. I can't wait for Agent Carter. I'm so pumped. Oh, um, but it looks like it says Peggy moves to the City of Angels to help Chief Daniel Souza uh, at the West Coast Strategic Scientific Reserve, the SSR, uh, investigate a bizarre homicide involving an alleged killer in isodyne energy uh, and reunites with some familiar faces. Cool. Dude, I cannot wait. Very cool. Yeah, so I'm Marvel's just nailing these limited series, so... And that, I mean, the Marvel's TV right now is, I mean, DC is killing it on TV too. I mean, Every, don't get me wrong. This, the whole geek series. What I mean, I'm trying to figure out is why are they still making movies? Because they want people to go to movies. Well, going to movies is important, but I'm saying TV is, TV is killing it. TV anyway, is killing it. Continue. Um, oh, I put this. Yeah, one. you put the next one. All right. So we have a couple things, uh, in regards to uh, so, Mad Mickelson revealed to be Doctor Strange's movie villain. Very cool. Which we were just talking about him a minute ago, and uh, let me open this up because I want to get this right. He says, uh, following the first look uh, at Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, as well as details on Rachel McAdams' character, which we've talked about, uh, Mad Mickelson is playing the big bad of the movie. While the character hasn't been specifically named, Doctor Strange, executive producer Stephen Strange, and Marvel Studios uh, 
president and producer Kevin Feige told EW.com the following. Mads is playing our main villain. I've seen lots of names thrown around. No one has quite picked the name uh, that we've chosen for him. It would be fun to conceal that if we can. So I like that there's a little mystery behind that. Yeah, and I also find that there's kind of a typo right there. The producer of the movie is not Stephen Strange. That's the character name. The producer is Stephen Broussard. When I read that, I was like, what? That's weird. Well, we caught our own mistake. Their own mistake. We caught Cosmic Book News' mistake. Sons of clams. All right, so uh, Kevin Feigau says, We will take audiences through sort of a guide to the multiverse, other dimensions, and other amazing things out there, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm excited about this, man. I... I think I've been kind of more on the Doctor Strange bandwagon more than you, but I'm... I'm well, you've already started reading the comics. I love the concept of Doctor Strange. Um, well, I've not only started reading the comic, but I've also seen him in the Deadpool comics. Exactly. And, and I think there's something about that character that's intriguing enough, especially with Cumber, Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm going to say his name correctly this time. I'm a big fan of his, dude. We just watched the Sherlock... Uh, uh, right. You know, Christmas special, and it's 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 he's he's, he's an amazing actor. So, oh, he is. He is fantastic. And he looks great. And I mean, he looks great in this role from the pictures we've oh, seen. Oh, no, I, I knew what you meant. He also looked great. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, for... Awkward. That's <laughs> yeah, a little awkward. So there's also a first look at Paul Rubin's character in Gotham. And who is he playing? Okay, so here's the deal, buddy. I have fallen off the Gotham bandwagon, but I've been wanting to jump back on. I... The wife stopped watching that with me and Jessica Jones for some reason because we kind of had a weird lull. Right. And so I've been watching Jessica Jones on myself, and I think I'm going to be watching Gotham on myself to catch up um, next. And Paul Rubens, who we know as... Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Which actually was also just announced this week that uh, the new Pee Wee Herman movie, Pee Wee's Big Holiday, is going to be debuting at the South by Southwest Festival. Oh my god, that's going to be awesome. So so it says, check, a, <laughs> check out a first look at Paul Rubens in Gotham. Uh, as Rubens revisits the character he played in 1992 Batman Returns film with Penguin's father. Isn't that cool that he's playing the same role that so he played amazing. in the original Tim Burton one? It is so amazing. And the dude who they had to play the Penguin in Gotham is absolutely ridiculously good. Yes. Ridiculously good. So I, I cannot wait to get back to in, into that. I think we got... We got a little past halfway season one and then, and then dropped off. But season two, from what I understand, is, is really good. It's the villains. Yeah, so. it's all about the villains. Anyway, and one more thing, and I know this is more of a real reviews thing I wanted to throw in here because it's more, a little more timely. Uh, just yesterday, I believe, they posted that the first four episodes of the Shannara Chronicles are now available. And I, I know that, I know that you probably put that in the thing, but. I actually, I didn't, but, okay. uh. I uh, have it on my list to watch. Yeah, no, I'm actually, I might dive into this later this week or this weekend as well, because it's something I read, I read as a kid, I think, I read some of them, but I I would like to see, and it's on MTV, which I find interesting. Yeah, which I I found really interesting. So we'll we'll see how it goes. You know, we'll come back on that one. And last thing here, uh, well... Last thing before we get to movie news. Well, actually, really quick, I do have one thing I want to input on TV um, that I just read uh, late last night that I forgot to put in the show notes, um, that Man in the High Castle has been picked up for season two. Nice. Yeah, we... Did we finish it? We're not quite done. Um, I did, and I said that I was a little disappointed in the ending. Yeah, we didn't finish it. Because we have a few did, episodes left. Yeah, because the ending of the book is a little vague, too. Yeah. But they're, I, I think it's cool because I think they're going to go much more in the alternate history vein and not as much in the sci-fi vein right. which i think will be a better way for them to go into season two well we'll see how it goes because like i said i haven't i haven't finished it yet but right. i would like to 
Um, the only reason I threw this in here, uh, this is more of a one-shot news item, but Top Selling Comics for 2015, do you want to do this real quick? Yeah, do it really quick. Go well, ahead. Which I thought would be cool. The only reason being is because the top, excuse me, top publishers, Marvel and DC. Right. With, uh, I'm guessing, Image is third? Image, IDW, Dark Horse, Boom, right. Dynamite, you know, down the list. Uh, top 10 comic books, I found way more interesting. Uh, Star Wars is number one. Makes sense. Secret Wars. I mean, they had like one. six printings of Star Wars one. Right. Secret Wars number one is number two. Makes sense. Which is confusing numbers wise. Bravest Warriors. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, Orphan Black number one, which I found interesting. Uh, that's number four. Dark Knight three. The Master Race number one. That's number five. Star Wars Vader down number one. Darth Vader number one. Spider Gwen number one. Invis- In- Invincible Iron Man and then Princess Leia. So, nice. do you see a theme? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Disney and Marvel all over the place. Mm, all over the place. So, I thought that was interesting. Cool. Mostly because most of them were Star Wars ones. So, Absolutely. moving on. Probably went better than the Star Wars section. Alright, last few things here, man. So, I added some stuff in the movie. So, Leonardo DiCaprio talks turning down Star Wars, Spider-Man, and Robin. Did we talk about this already? No, but this has actually been an article that's been floating around for like the last that's you know, I thought so. couple of weeks. So. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, people turn down roles. All the time. And that happens. Uh, I don't know. If, I mean, what would he have brought to any of those things, really? I can almost guarantee he would have been better than uh, Hayden Christensen, but... Oh, it depends on what Star Wars we're talking about. Oh, it would have been... It was the prequels. Oh, the prequels. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah. He, he, was in, he was in talks to, to be Anakin. Boy, that would have been a lot better. You think? I think so. Okay, moving on. I think uh, I think he and Natalie Portman would have had a lot better chemistry. That's a good point. So, uh, Deadpool images include New Mutants. Which is another side run of the X-Men. Right. And I knew you would know that, which is why I included this, is because there were some things. So, it says, uh, check out Deadpool movies. So, these there's some images in Empire Magazine, is what it is. Right. And Empire is, is a really good British uh, film magazine. Totally. So a previously thought to be an X-Men costume, it's noted uh, Brianna Hildenbrand's uh, Negasonic yeah, yeah, Negasonic Teenage Warhead costume is actually for New Mutants, of which is currently in development at Fox. Yes. So that's a cool thing. And look at these costumes. Look at these. Oh, that's the one they're talking about right there. Yeah, yes. the New Mutants is basically just a newer generation of X-Men. Right. Pretty cool. Anyway, yes. thought I'd bring that up. I, I, I do want to include this. Okay, yeah, so so Ryan Reynolds reflects on Green Lantern, Deadpool makes fun. Okay, so that's the title of it, which is a terrible title, but that's cosmic news for you. But the bottom line is, the the cool thing I thought about this was that Deadpool always breaks the fourth wall. Right. And so there's this weird thing where he's talking about Deadpool not... Deadpool being aware of Green Lantern, being played by Ryan Reynolds, and also... Knowing that he played the Green Lantern and making fun of both of those. Yeah, well, if you remember correctly in the, the original, uh, footage that came out after, uh, Comic Con, um, when he was being taken in for surgery or whatever to do the thing, he said, okay, well, if you give me a suit, just don't make it green. Right. Don't make it green or animated. Right. Exactly. So that's kind of the idea behind that. Yeah. And I love it because, I mean, that's very much a Deadpool thing. You know, you gotta, you, you gotta break the fourth wall. You gotta turn to the audience and say, hey, Exactly. I know this guy's playing me and he played the Green Lantern. Didn't that movie suck? Kind of yep. thing. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. All right. So we saw this already too. 
Uh, no, uh, Olivia Munn posted a picture on Twitter, and I believe this is the one that you have here. Yeah, this is the picture. Uh, she posted on Twitter talking about what her favorite things of 2015 were, and I believe it was number four was being able to play Psylocke, and she looks great as Psylocke. So good as Psylocke. And I, I'm an old school Olivia Munn fan, and I'm excited about this movie. A lot of the reason is because of her. I still remember you and I being at Disneyland one time, and G4 was there recording. And so we're in California Adventure, and she walked right past us. Oh, my God, dude. This was, like, 12 years ago. That was a moment. That was a moment I had. That was back in the, you know, the G4 days and all that. Oh, my God. Okay, moving on. Yes, moving on. Oh, so there's going to be a... I want to I wanna open this up. Jeff Johns uh, and Kevin Smith tease Suicide Squad trailer. And they say it's effing impressive. So... Is this too early? Is this a no? Okay, this one. Okay, so they were talking about this, and I and I listened to this podcast too. But the the cool thing was is that there's going to be a premiere of this during oh the Flash, uh, the Flash. It's going to be the Flash on Tuesday, January nineteenth. That's at the 9 that's PM. when the Flash comes back, right? So the Flash comes back, and there's going to be a Suicide Squad trailer. And Kevin Smith basically says, I saw the Suicide Squad trailer and it was effing impressing. Like hats off to the effing marketing people on the trailer I saw, the second trailer. I'm not going to spoil anything about it. So, you know, Kevin Smith. I mean, this is right. a freaking paragraph. But uh, the idea is that uh, it's going to be good and I'm excited. Yeah, he's basically shooting all over the trailer's face, neck, and chest. Okay, well, that's, I may be able to leave that in. <laughs> well done. Um, um <laughs> It's it's been confirmed that Krang is going to be in uh, TMN, TMNT two. And here's the thing: I've been watching. My youngest daughter is a really she loves Ninja Turtles. And recently, for Christmas, they got one of the DVDs of the old school Ninja Turtles, the one I grew right. up with, the cartoon, the cartoon. And Krang is always there and causing a ruckus. Right. And I I would love to see this, although I didn't see the first Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I, I mean, I, I do have it on my computer, but I haven't watched it yet. One day I will. So this one came out today or yesterday. I think it might have been yesterday. Um, so Thanos won't be messing around in his next appearance. Yeah, this has always been kind of one of the things that gets kind of mentioned every time part. he shows up uh, the, as a down part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that Thanos keeps showing up but not doing anything. Doing really. a lot of sitting. Does a lot of sitting. A lot of talking. A lot of talking. Actually, not even that much talking. He kind of says things and then threatens someone. He grins. Moves away. So basically, he's... <laughs> Are you asking if he's going to do more than sit in a chair and smirk? Oh, yes, Feige offered. The next time we see Thanos, he'll not be messing around. It will be, oh, that's why we've been teasing this villain for five years. Yep. Thanos don't play, by the way. No, he is one of the most powerful people in the universe. There was a good Deadpool versus Thanos, though. That's very entertaining. Yeah, I read that. All right, moving on. Uh, Thor Ragnarok will be uh, will feature less Earth, says Feige. This is we're talking about Feige. So, not so much Earth. Yeah, because both the Thor, Thor movies have taken place a lot on Earth. Yeah. Um, also, it looks like Cate uh, Planchette is uh, uh, really trying to be in Thor. I just saw it happen oh, to yeah. see something. So. Oh, interesting. All right, man. So, um, should we call it a day? Call it a show? Let's call it a show. Are you feeling are you feeling fulfilled? I am feeling fulfilled. Mm. I'm really looking forward to our next episode of Real Reviews because there's a ton of trailers. Plus, I finally saw The Martian, so come back and hear nice. my thoughts on that. 
Yeah, and I've been watching some documentaries. Um, I, I've seen a couple movies, and so I have I'm, become utterly addicted to ESPN's Thirty for Thirty documentaries. Yeah, I've been watching some ancient Black Ops, which has been pretty entertaining too. So you know, look, we're gonna come back with some stuff. Uh, we'll have some spinoffs coming to you soon. Uh, I think rule reviews will be next. We'll have comics after that. Yeah, we'll have to do another one shot after that because we've got to. Uh, and actually, I think we'll probably just focus on the Vader down. I think so. Run. For sure. Okay, go. Uh, so uh, I also want to make sure uh, that I point out that, yeah, I did talk about doing a Golden Globes contest. Oh, yeah. The Golden Globes are coming up this Sunday. Um, so obviously there won't be a contest for that, but there, I really haven't been able to watch many of the stuff that's out. That's one of the bad things about the Golden Globes being so early in the year. Um, but I will definitely be pushing this into a Oscars contest, which will be happening in March, I believe. Yes. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I will have more information for when we do real reviews. Contests are good. Contests are always good. All right, man. Well, thanks again for, you know, tuning in. Absolutely. This has been a fun podcast. Should we just leave it right there and not do the outro? No. Wouldn't that be weird? That'd be so weird. So we welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and maybe Google Play. So take the time to give us a positive rating. More positive ratings will be nice. And share us on any social medias that you can get your hands on. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. Of course, if you want to support the show that way, listen to uh, The Force Awakens audiobook. I cannot highly recommend that enough. Highly recommend it? Whatever. I said it. Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Get us to Comic-Con. That's what we want. Help us get to Comic-Con. A buck or two an episode will really help us do that. So uh, thank you very much. And, you know, we'll see you, I don't know, next week. Or Yep. We'll see you all next week. We'll see you all next week. You're weird. I'm weird. So we'll see you all next week. See you all next week. (laughs) 